You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. We're joined now on Weekend Sport by Sir Stephen Hansen as we look back at the All Blacks v Namibia. Steve, welcome to the show. I'm really interested from a coaching perspective when you have a game like this where we know the All Blacks are going to win and win comfortably. What are the gets out of this? How do you actually go about pulling the game apart and finding out whether it was successful or not? What are your parameters there, Stephen? Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Darcy. Um, well, having had the privilege of watching them train all week and then fly home and watch the game here, I sort of know what they were after and they wanted to see an improvement in their scrum and then their driving mall and, and their defence of the mall. So I think they two ticks there. Uh, they wanted to have more options uh, on their exits, so another tick. And they wanted to improve their kicking game, which they did do. You know, they, <clears throat> the kicks they made were pretty much spot on so it wasn't just willy-nilly kicking it was kicking for a purpose and kicking for space and they found that and um and, and the last thing was about building confidence you know like the tournament's all about uh, momentum <clears throat> and they came into it with a bit of a confidence killer in london and then losing the first game and which is never easy for an all-black team to lose so getting back onto the bike and, and having a good hit out and getting people game time. I think you know there's a lot of things in the game they'll go away happy about. I suppose difficult to gauge w- with the quality of the opposition though. So when it comes to looking at the success or not, I suppose it's it's very internal. They went through the process and did what they could against the opposition that they had. Yeah, no, they won't look at the opposition at all. They'll look at what the things they set themselves to do and wanted to do. Um you know, they've defended well, they've kept them scoreboard down to a zero apart from the penalty, so no tries. Uh, they did drive well um, and they did scrum well. So, that, you know, they were big things and and you can't you can't give someone confidence. They have to get that themselves through playing well and, and you know, the other thing they got was more game time. So when you think about a large part of the squad uh, against France were had had their second game in eight weeks and you know, it's not enough um, you know if you're going into a quarter final like that so obviously they're not and they've picked you know a strong side and they'll probably pick a strong side again against Italy and, and play it through to the quarter final so oh, I think they're heading along quite nicely The balance is interesting isn't it because as you said players haven't played a great deal from that top team it's been quite it's been up and down, and this time around we've had a number of changes, and there's a two-week break before that next match. So getting that balance right between expressing players on the park, getting them run out there, and also giving guys opportunity to have the game in case they're required, that that's a difficult uh, balance to maintain. Well, it is, and especially when you've had you know so many little niggly injuries, and there's a number of people who come back into the group too, so... I'm I'm picking that the Bordeaux week will be a tough week of training and they'll find some way of playing a game against each other somehow and then go into the Italy game looking for further improvement. When you look at the players out there today, did anyone stand out for you? The the big talk around the socials, of course, and from viewing the game is that uh, Roy Gard didn't exactly uh, do himself any non-favours, did he? He a couple of tries in there. He looked like his uh, combination with McKenzie was pretty crisp. Yeah, well, again, I, you know, they had plenty of time, didn't they? Because the opposition, let's be honest, weren't, uh, you know, they certainly weren't France or South Africa who we've been playing in the past. But 
the young man can only do what you what he can do and what he did do was he did very well um when he ran he ran with real purpose and created two two assist tries and scored a couple himself so he'll be pretty pleased with himself and you know, great opportunity for him to, to grow his game and grow his understanding of what Test Rugby is all about and reflect back on his preparation for the week and what, what he can do even better next time uh, he prepares to play. So uh, he, he, no, he should be very proud of what he did today and um, he's a young man on the way up. Um, but I think all of them can be. I think, you know, watching them train during the week, I thought they trained really well and prepared well and I think that reflected in the performance. The mental state of the team, because you mentioned, I mean, all blacks hate losing. They remember the losses way more than they ever remember the victories. So you'd, you'd ascertain where their heads were at when you're actually at training. How do you feel they're, they're coping with the fact they've had a couple of, of losses going into this tournament, the first one of the tournament? Yeah, well, it's always difficult. You know, as I said, you can't give someone confidence. And, but you, you know, winning has an effect on your confidence because of huge expectations externally and even greater expectations internally. So, you know, all black teams want to play well. They want to win, and, and when they don't, they're very disappointed. And, uh, you know, there's a little dark cloud comes over and covers up the sun. But when you come out and play like they have to, today, then, you know, that takes that cloud away and... They'll look forward to training again next week and they'll enjoy tonight. Like, it's a big night. Sam's um, equaled Richie's record, so that's a major achievement. And they'll get round him and they'll enjoy the fact that they've, they've had a performance they can be proud of and and then uh, they'll get back into their work. And, you know, you, I think you'll just see them keep getting better and better. We're joined by Sir Stephen Hansen here on Weekend Sport, looking back at the Namibian All Blacks clash in the World Cup. I suppose the big talking point uh, out of this, Steve, is Ethan De Groot copping a yellow that then got upgraded to red. What's your initial thought process around what you saw and, Dean, that sanctioned? Uh, under the circumstances, I thought it was a yellow card. I thought it was mitigating circumstances. The ball carrier lowered his head, lowered his body height, and that... that cause part of the problem so um however you know uh, it now goes to the judiciary and it's in the lap of the gods i think whenever you go there so whether you're right or wrong but uh it's a shame you know because i think we're we're dishing out red cards all over the place and i'm not sure that um it's the answer i think it's the it's the bottom of the cliff rather than the top of the cliff. We've got to spend more money, more time, more expertise on teaching people how to tackle better, how to um, anticipate better. And this time, you know, the group just hasn't anticipated him dropping his head like he has, and he's got got him high. So, um, you know, there's some rule changes I think we need to make too. And, and when in our game do we make the ball carrier responsible for his own safety and lowering his head into the tackle? The you know, so sorry, carry on. Spoiling the games. Well, it's spoiling the games. I think it's not just this game. It's you know, I thought Curry's one was a tough one. A guy catches the ball and jumps into you. Very hard to adjust your body height to, in in those circumstances. So, but it is what we've got. So we've just got to try and work with it, I guess. 
looking at the way the game was refereed, there was one uh, incident with a try that was disallowed uh, after uh, a line-out jump. And I felt it was a little on the nitpicking side because I think in a lot of situations you can find a penalty if you want to. Is there a chance that the officials are just going a little too far and it will really drag the day- game into a mire? Well... You know, the TMOs, uh, in my opinion, have got too much say. Like, that was called by the TMO, and and I thought the referee was the sole judge. So if the, t- if, the ju- if the referee hasn't asked for it, then the TMO shouldn't be offering it. And uh, personally, I'd get rid of the TMO. I think it just creates so much of a, a nonsense. And the referee sees something, then he'll see it. You've got, to do, you've got for foul play, you've got people that can see things later and deal with them um, but anyway uh, it's just my opinion I think our game gets slowed down we're stopping for every injury I mean the rules say unless it's a front rower and you're having a scrum or a hooker and you're having a line out you don't need to stop the game unless it's a serious one like the poor bloke that did his ankle obviously that's one you have to stop for but the rest of them you know, the, 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 I think ball and play against France was 27 minutes you know, that's ridiculous. Too many stoppages. Not rugby as we know it anyway. Steve, lessons overall out of this game. You're picking that apart. What would be the things you'd want to work maybe further on? Uh, you covered off what they should be happy about because plainly you're at training and you saw what they were looking to achieve. But across the board, what are you going to take predominantly oh, out just, of the game? I just want to keep wanting to keep working on the things that they were, you know, wanted to see better this week. Like They still want their set piece to improve, both line-out and scrum time and, and their driving and, and the stopping of them all. Um, their counter-attack, uh, I know they'll want to work, continue to work on that and give themselves options to um, to be able to either carry the ball, uh, to set up a, a ruck and continue holding the ball or to be able to kick into space as opposed to have to kick the contestable kicks all the time that they did against France. Um, so they'll continue to do that. They'll continue to want to keep growing their, their skill levels. So it's just a an ongoing process of trying to get better as a team and um, you know, your target areas are always going to be the same, the blueprints of the game, your skills, your set piece, uh, your kicking game, um, your, your ability to, to find space and, and manipulate, ma- manipulate the opposition. So um, if we can con- continue to grow those things, then we'll be in the hunt. And finally, and across with the board from what you've seen so far in this World Cup, how it's shaping up, it's, it's going to be an absolute cracker, isn't it? When you look at the strengths and the weaknesses of all the major sides, there's just no given here. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, the quarterfinals, you're going to see three of the best sides in the world get knocked out. Like Scotland, looks like they've got an uphill battle now to get out of their pool. They've got to beat Ireland and, and uh, have Ireland... Um, lose to South Africa and you know there's a big question mark about that so there's one of the top fives gone and then uh, one, two and three and four are playing each other um, which is a shame because I think they're the, they're the four sides that can really win the tournament so it'd be nice to have seen them all in the semi-final and, and then playing off against each other in the final but uh, you know <laughs> Again, that's something World Rugby is going to have to look at. Making a, a draw a thousand days out before a competition when, when football, the biggest um, World Cup competition outside of the Olympics, um, can do it six months before. 
I can't see why we can't either. But, you know, World Cups are fun. They're great. They turn up uh, teams and players that you don't normally see see a lot of and it's an exciting time. So uh, this one won't be any different and um, the French crowds are getting in behind it. They're supporting it really well and it looks like a lot of people have travelled. So hopefully, um, you know, it goes well, continues to go well. And on that note, Sir Stephen Hanson, we'll let you get on with your weekend. Thanks so much. Hugely appreciated by myself and the audience. You look after yourself. Thanks very much. Cheers. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.